Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, and welcome back to the Have We Made It Yet podcast. My name is Josh Yang. Oh, and my name is Lucas Ng, the actor portion of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, Lucas and I will break out in a duet. Just the two of us. We can make it if we... I don't know. Do you actually know the words? No, I just know the first little bit of it. Oh. Uh, mainly mainly because it is just the two of us that's why i did that <clears throat> i'm not as well i can carry a tune kind of in karaoke but you can i don't know if i did that very well here anyways but yes this is another episode of the have we made it yet podcast this week we want to get back to just you know just the two of us talking about how where we are it's been <laughs> a while we've had a bunch of guests since the last time we've done it quite a few big guest that we were excited to have on um lucas who was your favorite guest coming out oh Oh, man don't put that on me i know i know i know i should should. (laughs) mainly because i forgot at the top of our we can't we can't break with tradition exactly at the top of our podcast lucas have you made it yet that's me addressing the audience no i have not made it yet although and then, like, I was talking to one of my good friends, actually, uh, a, uh, what do you call it? a former guest on this podcast. And um, I'll be honest, when I was talking with her, because I'm in Vancouver right now, when I was talking with her, like, I was on the verge of, like, maybe, maybe at least, like, cooling down the acting thing and be like, this is just a pipe dream. This is something. But then, and I shouldn't let this affect my emotions too much, but then I really got a cool audition for, like, I'm gonna say it, whatever. It's probably for like a Hallmark movie. Ooh. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna put it out there because you know who who cares? Who cares? My girlfriend's probably like, don't say these things out loud, but I said it. I said it. Um, it it's for a pretty cool role, and I did the audition. I did the self tape for it, and submitted it, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. But man, this this whole journey is a freaking roller coaster, man. And it's not yeah. even one of the fun ones where it's just up and down. It's like up, down, upside down, backwards, forwards, everywhere. So it's it's a little, little topsy-turvy right now, but things are moving, which is encouraging. That sounds like a fun roller coaster, though. Up, down, side, up, you know, forwards and backwards. I mean, you'll probably throw up, but I mean, that does sound like a fun roller coaster. Wait, when when did you have this conversation? How long ago? Um, let's see. When did I get back from Tofino? Oh, I went to Tofino people. Great place. Great place, by the way. Mm. Um, I I probably had that conversation like on Tuesday. Wow. So you so this was actually Oh no, no, sorry, Monday, Monday. Yeah. Monday. Oh, 
that makes a huge difference. Um, <laughs> but um, okay, wow. So that's actually, you know, I wasn't too, I didn't know you were, I mean, I kind of over the months, we had a little inkling because of coronavirus and everything, you know, everybody's reassessing a bit more about yeah. what they want to do. It's like, I didn't know you were at that stage where you were actually thinking about it a bit more seriously about maybe taking a step back. Um, <laughs> but that's good. So that means that new edition thing happened just a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and it just really brought to mind like the fragility of the mind, mm. you know, like, of course, nothing is as we heard from Chase, like last week, there are so many things in our in our creative professional life that that will that will go to shit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it's really just up to us to find other facets of our of ourselves to 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 make us feel fulfilled. Because if we just put all our eggs in one basket, whereas like mine's could be acting, yours could be in in comedy, and they don't pan well, well, you know, goodbye mental identity, goodbye self worth, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely agree um, that to a certain point as well. But there is something I think that is self-fulfilling in the sense that if you do attach yourself to one identity, mm-hmm. or at least you or you you um, can identify with that identity stronger, yeah. that does provide a sense of direction that like you may not have before. Where before maybe you like you might be uncertain. But then if you mm-hmm. understand that, that you see that that's something like you want to do, then it also provides a sense of uh, confidence and I think mental focus there. But of course, you know, I think like what Chase said is still very important in the sense yeah. that like you should still have be aware of your expectations for like identify, identify with, you know, different avenues, but also be mm-hmm. flexible enough to like, you know, adjust your expectations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, like tunnel vision can can be a big help sometimes too. Um, like a 100 meter sprinter isn't thinking about other races at that same time when when he or she is at the, uh, you know, yeah. at the starting track, you know. Um, but to you though, Mister Josh Yang, huh. to me, in in your nice vintage Vancouver Canucks T-shirt, yes, with glasses this time, mind you though, you look nice. I know, I know. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know why. Anyways, anyways. But yes, you. Uh, you were gonna ask me something, Mister Josh Yang. Have you made it yet? I have not. I have not, Ooh. and um, I haven't been doing much to get there in the last week or so, or last couple of weeks. Or so I. I mean, it's like. I don't know. There's like with Ontario shutting down even further. Yeah. Um, even like, I guess I do kind of regret not entirely doing a couple shows in that one month period of time in the summer, where it's like in between all of the cases and mm-hmm. the graphs and stuff like that. But then at the same time, I also like, well, I didn't really want to, I didn't feel like I wanted to risk it or I wanted to see how things were, were playing out either way. <laughs> um but yeah no it seems like not everything's shut down even like uh, not everything shut down completely but it seems like there's a pulling back winter is coming uh yeah i feel like i don't know when i'm gonna be actually doing it next and the sleep podcast yeah um, i've been kind of a little negligent there as well haven't done as many episodes uh-huh. uh but i gotta refocus 
you know, try to maintain more consistency. I started a new job. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give that excuse, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a long winter. It's going to be a long winter. Yeah, man. Like hopefully you just keep warm. If anything, man, like I see your blankets behind you, but you know, make sure you get some, get some warmth on the inside too. Cause you're still my good buddy, man. I don't want you to get too cold on the inside. Mm, yeah, I might just swallow a lump of coal and then just be like, oh, and then like churn it. And then I don't know where I'm going. I did get a body pillow. Oh, did <clears> you really? <throat> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I got a body mm-hmm. pillow. And, uh, <laughs> and are, are, is that a waifu for you? Or, or? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know. No, I kind of like just based upon my setup, I thought I should have a couple other pillows. Is it one uh, of those like long ones, like like a like a hot dog one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, okay, okay. I'm getting, re- I'm really getting comfortable and set up because like the way I have it <clears throat> set up, TV here, bed here. Yeah. So yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for the long haul, the long winter of just watching uh, shows and hopefully learning from them and like maybe taking another crack at writing, sitting down and writing. Do have it, you been, man. Have you been writing stuff lately? Like, have you, like, uh, I forgot, because I remember you wrote a short yeah. uh, while you were at school. Um, <laughs> have you been writing anything since then? Not really. I've actually been more focused on on um, marketing it. <laughs> marketing it? Wait, yeah, yeah. Mean? Like looking at uh, script script contests to submit it in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, like, of course, of course, yes, I, I should be more diligent in my writing right now. Um, but but I also found like, man, you, you gotta, it's one thing to write, but it's another thing to be able to push your push your stuff out there too. So I've been talking to, to that same friend who's a great resource. And we, her, her and I were just talking about like the, um, I think the Austin City Limits script writing contest. Apparently it's one of the top tier ones. And anyone who listens to this, please don't quote me on that. I, I just know that the word Austin is in that script writing contest. It might not be. Um, city limits um but yeah i've just been like compiling a list of competitions that i can send my script to and eventually hopefully make it into something because i don't want to toot my own horn too much but i did get that award from ryerson university so 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 it has given me like a boost to believe in my own stuff and be willing to push it out there because i think it is at least somewhat worthwhile to have it out there and for other people to read it yeah, I've been trying to similar along lines, like, you know, when there's everything was shut down and whatnot and expecting, you know, not going out as much during winter. I did <laughs> sign up to Masterclass. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. you might you might have Masterclass yep. as well, but like I started following and um, listening and watching to more of the writers on Masterclass. Nice. Uh, in terms of writing short story, writing novel, fiction, script writing, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and that what of one of the main things that they did emphasize is like, you can plan out however much you want, but what it comes down to is writing every day, writing as much as you can, um, and then finish your writing. Like actually don't just write, you know, and then can never stop writing and then don't feel like you have a complete product, like finish a complete written project or product (laughs) and then edit it so that like, you feel like you've, you've hit that milestone, you've hit that mark. And then send it out, like <laughs> send it out to as many things or places or avenues that you can get it out. And like worst case scenario, they don't reply, they don't respond, but some situations they might, they might give feedback. Yeah. And like, that's the important, that's what I've kind of 
gathered from just watching different authors and writers talk like um, Neil Gaiman has a very good one on story mm -hmm. storytelling um, and then I've been uh, following the Joyce Carol Oates one for short stories nice nice so it's like it seems like the general consensus is write uh, finish writing and then mm -hmm. send it out and then just keep repeating that until you get better yeah and on that note though um, I I'm at home right now and like just to the right of me yeah. is, uh, sorry, when I say home, I mean still in Vancouver. Um, to the right of me is like my old piano that I still play like close to every night. So <clears throat> I haven't been writing like a lot of like literature or like, I don't know, what do you call writing like this? <laughs> literature uh, writing? <laughs> pen, pen, penmanship pen, writing? Penmanship? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have so been it... like writing a lot of piano tracks. Wow. Wait, yeah. did you did you take theory uh, when you were learning? Not really. Like to be honest, I I never did like RCM, like the Royal Conservatory of that stuff or anything. Um, but I did have like piano teachers who who taught me basic theory and all that stuff. And and to this day, I, I just create my own stuff. And um, yeah, yeah. And you know, like back when I used to be in bands and all that stuff, I used to create all that stuff just to the right of me. And every time I'm home, I, I also see these like bursting ideas that, that I can just write so much more. And I do. And I feel sometimes it's just being in the right atmosphere also gets you into that right mind space to really create because it's not really just the setting within yourself, but also mm. the, the, the set, like where you are physically, that also promotes good writing too. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like so far, the last couple of times when I went back to Vancouver as well, we have piano at home. My sister... <laughs> uh, I actually went up to like level 10 and did our RMC, RC, whatever it is, um, <laughs> tests, theory tests and stuff. And like, yeah, even when I go back, I find myself playing on it a lot more and like trying to practice uh, certain songs more. And it's like, it's nice. true. Once you get back into that environment, I always hated theory though. Like I never yeah. wanted to learn, like go into like the chord progressions and all kind of that. But <laughs> now I'm realizing you really do need you can't just um like read like understand how to read music of course but like mm -hmm. you can't just read the music practice play memorize the songs yeah like that's like just a form of like you're you're learning how to play those songs like you're yeah, not yeah. necessarily learning how to play the instrument <laughs> right it was just but like the theory element is actually where you're learning how to actually play the instrument because exactly. you're knowing you're learning how the core progressions affect each other. And then you can add your creativity to it. And yeah. that's the thing where like, I think for me, I learned more just classical uh, songs or, or scores, but then I never really, I think I might've preferred uh, would have preferred more jazz piano. Cool. Cause that would have been a lot more like, you learn the jazz songs, but you also learn the individual fingering and going from one um, melody to another melody in a free flowing type of way, which yeah, I felt yeah. like would be better. What did you learn? You learned cl more classical? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm in, did I learn more classical? I, I'm definitely inspired by more classical. Like I, the, th the things that I make are more contemporary classical stuff, like Philip Glass. Hmm. Um, if you know him, uh, he makes like, it's a lot of like arpeggio music and everything, okay. but it, but it's like soundtrack for like a freeway, you know, like imagine how a freeway would sound or like flowing 
or like a, a, a tsunami hitting the city or something like that. Like imagine how that would sound. And that really inspired me to create songs like that. Yeah, I just, maybe it's the, the season right now, but like for some reason I've been listening, I've been watching a lot more horror movies lately. And then I found like, you know what makes a really good horror movie? Suspense. Well, yeah, yeah, but the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Dude. Sound. Yeah, hereditary soundtrack. Midsummer's I, soundtrack. But are are you talking soundtrack as in the music or yes. also but also like the ambiance, the sound effects that um, like set the um the setting? Uh well well both, both. Like like the the OST, the the original sound score. The original soundtrack of it. Um, just beautiful pieces mixed in with terror. It is such a cool concept. And I've been really inspired by that. And I've been creating a lot more things that are within that kind of same line. Interesting. So are you, so you're thinking more so emotional influence of music upon the visual elements upon like the story not i i thought you were referencing like oh i i'm coming up with these melodies and i want to i'm being creative with like creating a song or something but Mm. you're you're talking more ethereal yeah 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 um uh, i i would say like a little mix of both too like definitely definitely there are like cool melody lines that that are coming through with this but i I think i want to invoke more of a more of a feeling rather than just creating a melody line Hmm. interesting yeah. mm-hmm. have you thought about like as a form of practice maybe taking a section a clip of a movie and then like rescoring it i think i've seen a lot of youtube um creators or scorers out there like doing that kind of project i never thought of that but i will start i will start i was just re-watching interstellar again and i'm like i i want i want to create a, a great i want to create another ost for that 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 i think that score is like one an all-time great score in terms of not experimentation i think <laughs> because i remember seeing um a behind the scenes of that and like some of the biggest grandest moments <gasps> in the space travel they uh-huh. apparently think they went and used like a centuries old organ in europe yeah, in like yeah. an old church and they just got the guy who was playing it for years uh-huh. to churn out the the score that they had and just the levels and the the quality of the sound of oh. that score was like mind-blowing given and it matched very well with the visuals and and the story that they were telling so yeah I, you know what one score i always loved i absolutely loved it 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 was the one that kind of okay two scores lord of the rings i fucking that's my jam yeah the yeah. melodies in lord of the rings were so good so iconic so memorable <laughs> i just love how they were so big grand and then some <laughs> of the hobbiton ones were also really like really delicate it's just so so much musicality in them <laughs> but another one i think is a very underappreciated score is <laughs> um in bruges in bruges score mm. okay where where that one is like uh anyways i'm butch i'm butchering it because i'm not a piano um but yeah i really love that piano melody i learned it on on the piano i that's that's a great one in my opinion because that one stuck in my head and it was such a 
definitive sound that uh-huh. I think set the mood of the film very well. That's awesome, man. Dude, there's there's always, of course, like there's great cinematography and everything like that. But if, man, if the movie has a great score, mm. oh, chef's kiss, man. Have you watched uh, No Country for Old Men? I have, I have. That's... Except that I don't remember much about the score, though. No, there because there wasn't. There, they oh, had no okay. score. Okay, that's God. why. Yeah, that's why I brought it up because I was thinking. I remember that was the one movie I remember reading something about where they had no music in it. Hmm. It was all just background or you know the actions, and it's like it was a very conscious choice to not have that because like the main story is so devoid, uh, devoid, devoid, devoid. Yeah, it's so <laughs> devoid of emotion and yeah. humanity based upon how the main character is like a serial killer psychopath right uh-huh. that i think that that was the conscious decision they made to not include any music because you what you're seeing is just right there and it's exactly. like attaching some kind of emotion would feel like would feel odd i think is what the coen brothers could have been going for i don't for know sure. i haven't read but yeah no score i think other than visual score is probably the most important <laughs> element but I think to also give us a little bit more like encouragement space, like, of course, we can always be like so punitive on us, like, oh, you sh- we should write more, we should do all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Like, for me, I- I'm I'm a lot more open to the idea of just watching good acting, or in your case, like good writing as a part of research for ourselves too, to keep us inspired. So like me rewatching Interstellar, me like listening to a great score, like better informs my work. So at the same time, like, you know, don't be so hard on yourself if you're not writing so much. So long as you keep watching and, and in, keeping inspired, I think that, yeah. that's a good way to look at it, too. Yeah, that's fair. And I think the I think the one thing that I kind of have a bit of a disconnect is like I'm I keep on wondering, like, because I always had this idea of in terms of the director's perspective is like director has full control over the execution of the film. So mm-hmm. whatever the film executed is like the director is the one who's able to put their mark on it per se but then at the same Mm -hmm. time it's like then I started like learning a bit more about writing and writing the script and everything it's like wait hold on how do you then how do you write a story without an idea of what it looks like yeah you know that's that's Mm -hmm. the thing that like I guess I still got to figure out how to get into that mindset because if you write a script because a script script can go through so many different iterations it can be like um different directors actors can see the scripts of whatever the person wrote and when you write the scripts individually Mm -hmm. it's also non-specific as well yeah to a certain degree because you you describe you put the um words on there you you allude to the emotions but then you're supposed to still leave it up to interpretation for the actors and the director Mm -hmm. so i guess that's the thing i can't seem to compartmentalize whenever i i'm imagining attempting to write and um probably just have to learn more a bit about it yeah yeah all right. Well, we're coming to the end of this po- episode of the podcast. Since it's just the two of us, we want to like keep it nice and short, um, short and sexy. I don't know why. Sexy know. is short. Short is sexy. I don't know why I said it that way. It just, it just, it just happened. Um, uh, but okay. So we're gonna change things up a bit. Instead of just doing the one word association, just the two of us. I thought we we should ask try a little something different. So we're gonna mm-hmm. do a random question generator, the more random, the better. Uh-huh. And um, I'm going to ask Lucas three questions. Lucas is going to ask me three questions and we're just going to rotate random questions 
an online generator and then we'll just have quick answers quick discussion and then just call it a call it a night so lucas first question oh, oh, oh um, okay yeah, yeah yeah okay hit me are you hit ready me. is it, yeah. i'm gonna hit you i'm gonna hit okay. you okay I'm gonna right hook you like brian ortega slapped jay park good fight i didn't watch it um okay first question mm-hmm. if you were a vegetable what vegetable would you be? Was this really part of the random question generator? Yeah. Really? Yeah. If I was a vegetable. Oh, uh, man. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I would be a... Um, I would be a... What vegetables are there? I would... Um, okay, because I work in produce right now at Sobeys back in Toronto. Um I would be romaine lettuce Mm. just because it is a hot selling item that is easily accessible to many people, but rich and poor alike, everyone loves romaine lettuce. So I would be romaine lettuce. And then when you get very popular and get turned into Caesar salad, you get stabbed in the back by Cicero. I don't don't know. Shakespearean almost. I don't know. Is that Cicero the one? Anyways. (laughs) all right all right let me hit you okay so one of three um i'm just gonna go okay all right okay this one's a good one what issue will you always speak your mind about comedy i think i think comedy just it's mainly because of not necessarily like because i think it is still ends up being like a challenging uh oh just my parents are coming. Whatever. We're, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing parents, this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Our parents are coming. Oh, everybody's really... We like. It's funny how this situation has really made us all kind of like have to huddle in with our parents more. <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, we're, we're all going back in time. <laughs> so, so, so comedy is what comedy. you want to speak about. Yeah, because like uh, I, I feel like in comedy, there's there's a lot of misconceptions on what you know, your average audience viewer views of comedy, whereas like in terms of the art form and and how people, even how comedians approach it, like sometimes it can be more, you know, uh, aggressive, abrasive, and like peop- not everybody is going to take what jokes you make in a good way. But then I think it's really an element of, of like how, you know, how how people and humans interact and, talk about topics and converse like making jokes is an element of the human kind of psyche and it's like just talking about tough top, top, uh, subjects and making jokes about it and like not all those jokes is going to be very pc it's going to be challenging you know but i think i'd still defend the base element of like people's right and free speech of saying those jokes but while also saying like you know some jokes are also just bad some some jokes that like offend people are also like inherently bad like i prefer i would defend like a well thought out joke that is a like you know abrasive um but i'll also defend a bad joke because they're also making bad jokes and you kind of have to get to get to the good joke you have to make bad jokes i def- i'll defend like a comedian's right to say them i won't defend sometimes the specific way that they're saying them because like on a base value, the ideas and thoughts may not be great, but in terms of the art form, I feel like I can talk 
I like to talk the most about it. I like to support. I like to change people's mind of how they view it the most. That's the one. I like that. That's good. Defend right. that shit, man. Defend that. Yeah. All right. Hit me. Hit me. Okay. Are we, are we good? Should yeah. I, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Good to continue. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. If you lost all of your possessions, but one, what would you want it to be? Possessions are not humans, right? <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> okay. I feel like your girlfriend would be flattered that she, you would choose her, but like, I don't know how much you like, I want you to call her your possession, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Can you say that again? If I were to lose. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. I'm a can I'm Canadian. I'm sorry. Uh, if you, if you lost all of your possessions, but one, what mm-hmm. would you want it to be? Um, what do I have? So like recently I've lived a, a pretty simple life. Like I, I don't have a lot of stuff to begin with. Um, you know what? What's that line? Like of all the things I, I, I miss the most. I miss my mind. Hmm. You know, is possessions. It, it, I, I guess like your brain is you, you possess your brain. Okay. Well, I don't think we need to go that deep. I mean, like, okay. Okay. A thing, something that was produced in China. I don't know. Made in China. <laughs> um, one thing that I would really, if I lost everything, um, I would, what do I have around here? Uh, no, I, I, hell, my laptop, my laptop. Cause I recently bought a new one. I don't want to spend another N thousands of dollars to buy another one. So my laptop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Multi-purpose, multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. Um, okay. All right. Your question. Okay. Oh, I like this one. Okay. What's one place you've traveled to that you never want to go back to? It'd be funnier if I could say it right away, but um, I actually, I don't know. I can't think of any place I wouldn't want to go back to because I, I feel like regardless of what, whichever situation or place I was in, that going back to it would offer a certain perspective. Like if, even if it was like the worst experience like I can't think of exactly what the worst experience would be, but if, even if it was something that was the worst experience ever, but then going back to it now, having time passed now, having, yeah. you know, lived how much I've lived in between those experiences, I'd be like, I think regardless of the impact or negative impact, mm-hmm. just going back to it would offer a, a certain closure or a certain perspective that I think would be valuable either way so i don't think i could say any one how about how about a place in time oh a place in time tough to say tough to say like a moment that you really hurt your parents or like a moment that you broke up with your girlfriend or hmm um 
I think any time where I feel like I was at a crossroads where I wasn't able to make a choice, uh, you know, kind of like, again, oh, okay. I can't think of a specific, but I could, I can definitely feel like a situation or a feeling where it feels like I'm in, I'm at a crossroads where there isn't like, it feels like you're stuck, but yeah. it also feels like you, there's no, there's no solution that kind of maybe no, not even, not even when I, like, I could imagine maybe if I first moved to Toronto, yeah, like not having a job in that first period of time and feeling like, am I going to fail? <laughs> is this going to, is like, but then also acknowledging that I made the step to move out here with no, with the risk of it and like things might not be happening. <laughs> right. But it's the mere fact that it's like, okay, I think what it is, is like, I'm waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Like in that moment where it's like, I feel like the I'm doing what I can do, but then you get stuck and all you can do is wait those moments. Oh, okay. Okay. Like l literal helplessness movements. Yeah. Whereas like, it feels like I'm doing what I have to do. I'm, I'm doing, I'm putting all the actions that I can. And then it's out of my hands that I just got to wait. Oh no. That's like the job searching. Kind of, kind of. It's like okay. having th that just period of uncertainty mm -hmm. is like, I don't want to go back to it. But then at the same time, it's like, you kind of have to still live through it and still have to grind through it and persevere through it. I'm going way off. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just wanted a country. Like you don't want to go to Azerbaijan or something like that. Yeah. I feel like I took your possession <laughs> is the mind and really made it a whole nother fucking answer. <sighs> um, okay, fine. I wouldn't want to go back to um, St. John's Newfoundland. I don't know. Actually, oh, I think all our Newfoundland fans are going to be pissed. I know. Anyways. What's final question? Final question. Okay. Last question. St. John's is actually pretty nice. Everybody should go there. What's your go-to dance move? Um, and how has it manifested as a result of your inner childhood traumas? <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, my go-to dance move. Um. For a while, it was the shopping cart. And then two years later, I expanded from that. Then I went to the sprinkler. And um, and now, oh, man. And now it's a mix of Beyonce mixed in with Sia. Sia's video from Chandelier. Remember that girl that was in it? How do you dance to that? Oh, oh, oh no, I'm thinking Miley Cyrus's Can't Wrecking Ball. Okay, so, Chand so as in just like free form? yeah just oh. move and take up space own your space so man if you see me dancing i'm just like a four-limbed used car lot inflatable tube thing i just that's, take up space man that's great so that's that, great that's, that's my move yep nice um okay josh your last question i don't like that one <laughs> eh. oh yeah uh... No, the mo no it's I know, the, I know, I know. The okay, randomness okay. of okay. it is is the point. Okay, 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 okay. All right, I, I settled on this one, and not because of anything, but just yes, you're right. The randomness. So, okay, who is your favorite teacher, and why? And don't oh. say life is your favorite. Okay, teacher. fine. All right, I'll shut the fuck up. That part of me. <laughs> um, no, a hundred percent. I know exactly who my favorite teacher is. Uh, okay. my English teacher in in high school. Hundred percent. Uh, their Ms. name? 
Mr. Okay, fine. Mr. Wallace, a hundred percent. Because Mr. Wallace. Because I did uh I did lit the lit class, AP class or, or in high school for it. It's like a full year of it. It was an extensive like write writing intensive type of course. We had to write like a 25 page Canadian literature um essay report at the <laughs> very end <laughs> of the class. And like before then, I didn't know exactly I I can't even remember exactly what my writing was like before mm -hmm. but i knew after going through that class and then the subsequent years um lit class i had him again for uh in my senior year mm -hmm. where it's like i think he was the single most effective teacher who i could see how the skills i learned through his classes have just set me up for essentially the rest of my life like all the other courses i took were like okay good to have that knowledge well but the mm -hmm. writing intensive one yeah. Like, I honestly don't think I would be able to write if I hadn't taken his course. Cause a lot of the kind of other courses were pretty, you know, I'm not going to say bullshit, but like they were pretty standard, like, oh, you write this essay, blah, blah, blah. But he, he was actually really passionate about it. And like, nice. he really wanted to teach us the hard skills you need to know. And through that class, like freaking throughout university, anything I wrote, like I'd get an A minus, like regardless of where I started it, like there are many essays I wrote that were writing intensive, like research papers where I would start literally the night before, mm -hmm. churn it out, like just like spend an all nighter, churn it out. And I still get an A minus just because, wow. just because of the basic uh, tools and um, uh, critical thinking when it came to creating, writing a coherent thought nice. that at least allowed me to find the right research, right examples to come up with a thesis and hypothesis. So essentially like anything I write later on as well is also attributed to what I learned through that. So it's like a hundred percent is that teacher and a hundred percent. I realize how important teachers are. Like if you get a good teacher, yeah, that will change your life a hundred percent. Yeah. And if you have bad teachers, that will also oh. kind of fuck your life up. Oh, plenty, plenty. Yeah. Man. So shout out to, oh, sorry. What's his name? Mr. Mr. Wallace, Mr. Wallace, shout out Mr. Wallace, who incidentally, he had a picture of James Joyce in his class and he looked like a carbon cutout of James Joyce. He, even though James Joyce was like uh, alive a hundred years ago, he, the photo he had and like how Mr. Wallace looked, looked exactly like James Joyce. Pretty funny. Shout but out I mean, to the lookalike James Joyce. It, it was pretty funny in a literary sense, but I, <laughs> I mean, not. I don't know if it was like that funny, but it was just like funny that he was an English teacher and he's and and I think his favorite writer was James Joyce as well. Anyways, that's my answer. I like that. Okay, <laughs> this has been the most random episode. I feel like out of like we we were all over the place on this one. Yeah, and it's kind of cool too because we had after we edit this, there's a lot of stoppages that we have to do with this and for good reason too, but we had a lot of surprise guests, Josh, but none that you guys will see. So next week we have some special things coming up, right? What a, what a way to just like leave a dangling, <laughs> leave a dangling. It's like we had a lot of very interesting guests. You'll never see them. <laughs> My folks came, my folks came guys. My folks came. But um, yeah, uh, you were saying. Uh oh, oh no no I was just about to say that my folks were came in and out. Oh. So, um, Josh, what are your handles? <laughs> All right, we got to do that. Yeah. Um, at Josh Yang Comedy across everything, 
uh and also you could follow the sleep with josh podcast i swear i'm gonna start getting back to two episodes a week Please. um but yeah you could do that and lucas hey what are your handles everyone can follow me at lucas john ing on instagram and on facebook i don't use twitter i don't have tiktok yet so just those two things there oh uh, you got to get tiktok and then you got to oh. do your your flailing dances because then that'll you'll turn that into a tiktok you'll turn that into a tiktok dance and then that will simultaneously lead to your hallmark movie i'm 32 man i'm too old for this shit yeah yeah it really i i'm i'm coming up with this bit about tiktok where it's like why it's like i don't understand tiktok and i'm only like 28 in like mid late 20s right it's like it's yeah. already a, these kid the kids these days are already like i just don't even i can't figure out how to use it because there's so much effort and then i realized huh. the reason why so many young people like tiktok and be, why it's like it's so hard and takes so much effort and time to do it is because these kids are young they have time yeah they they have yeah. the life to give uh-huh. to, to this app that makes you like stop stop start stop stop and then like you you practice this dance a million times you do a bunch of drafts or whatever and it's uh-huh. like you have to be young to to use this app because yeah. like it takes so much fucking time i don't have that time to do that you know what okay on that note though i don't want to be that grumpy old man that's like screaming at the clouds like in the simpsons so you know, know. Sc- screw it no no I-, I am gonna download it i am gonna learn it screw it i'm gonna do it because that's how you grow old josh hey hey you know what i'm starting to get that mentality because that cloud you know it's just there it's, it's oh, like oh. what is why is that cloud there that's just like you know it's just it's trying to fuck with me that's what that cloud is <laughs> I'm getting, I'm makes sense. It makes sense is what I'm saying as I get older. You sound like a 50 year old man though. Well, no, I'm not even going to attempt that. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is the most random episode we've done. If you like it, you should follow and uh, like and subscribe to this podcast, the HWMIY podcast. Have we made it yet podcast? Say it out, spell it out, and then put an ad on it. Um, Thank you. I love it. Peace and love, everyone. Wear a mask. Stay safe. Wash your hands. We love you. Bye-bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 